Good morning. How are you? I'm Nick from Defined Life, and welcome to our 10 a.m. session. Um, this is our regular Monday morning session, 10 a.m. Eastern, where we talk about all the things that encompass Define My Day. We'll talk about some tips on how to use it. We'll also talk about the greater things, like connecting our daily actions to purpose, and just catch up with each other, answer any questions that you might have. I do have an announcement. I just saw today that uh, Google will be now um, getting rid of the ability to stream to Google while also streaming to Facebook. So we're going to lose our ability to use Google here, uh, or not, not to uh, YouTube here, uh, and we'll be going back to just streaming straight to Facebook. So uh, the uploads will still be on YouTube later on, but live on YouTube will have to end for a while. Um, and it looks like my volume is really high, so I'm going to turn this down real quick on my mic. Uh, please let me know if anybody has a hard time hearing me. Um, just want to, I don't want to blow anybody out. Um, so I think we're good now, but let me know if you have a hard time uh, with the, uh, the, the audio there. Um, I know we had some problems. It's been a while since we talked. Uh, hi, Brenda. Good morning. Um, it's been a while since we talked. We, um, you know, last week being uh, Labor Day, we didn't have a session then, obviously. I completely zoned out on Labor Day, by the way. Um, just, like, sat out and got a lot of sun and, and really enjoyed myself. So that was a nice day. Um, but uh, the week before, we had some technical problems, which also affected the recording. So it must have been going on with my computer. I don't know exactly what was going on. But uh, I don't know. I know I promised you guys the recording, but that didn't work either. So hopefully today goes better. Uh, I tried to clean up a few things just to try to avoid it, and we'll see what happens. Um, how was your Labor Day? How was your Labor Day weekend? I know it's two weeks ago at this point, um, but sometimes we could be feeling the effects of that uh, later on. Um, I know, you know, we worked and did a lot of yard work and hung out with friends Saturday and Sunday. Monday, we just checked out. I mean, I, I just... I, I just hung out outside, got some sun, and that was just about it. Um, but the following, like that Tuesday, the next morning, holy crap. I mean, it was, we had, we, we did a lot of business over the weekend, so Lynn was crazy, you know, filling orders. Uh, the boys were starting their first full week of school, and that didn't go off without a hitch. Uh, we had broken links, we had confusion, they had no idea where they were supposed to be, they're stressing out because they... You know, they don't know what to do, and, you know, they're flipping out, and I have a, a ton of work that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so it was by the end of the day, or even by midday, uh, talk about overload. We were just, we were done. We were done. And, uh, you know, we just had to regroup, and Wednesday, you know, we still had some confusion on Wednesday, but, you know, it got better. Uh, but, you know, trying to avoid all of that um, is is really important, um, and just trying to, trying to, overcome it, right? Just trying to learn from where we screwed up. Uh, so that it didn't, wasn't easy. And it's not easy for the teachers either. I know, I know there's a lot of things going in a lot of different directions. So, um, you know, we're, we're living it. We're living, we're living it right now. Uh, good morning, Angel. Good morning, Anna. Good morning, Debbie. Happy to be here. I'm happy to see you. Thank you. Um, so uh, my point with that is that, you know, for one, um, you know, I wrote an article about using Define My Day through the Labor Day weekend 
and why, you know, I, and I went through the process in the email of, of how we go through Define My Day um, so that you can, uh, you know, better utilize your time. And for the most part, you know, the time block that I used in my email, and I wonder if I posted it in the blog yet. I don't know if I did yet. Uh, I, I don't think I did. So I can post it as a blog post if I didn't post it yet. Um, but so you can go back and read it after the fact. Uh, but and it works for vacations or even just any general weekend. So I, I wrote down a list of things that I wanted to do. And then I had all of my obligations filled in to my weekend. And then I time blocked it all out. And you quickly get to see, uh, you know, what you have time for and what you don't and, and, you know, how much time you have. And I even, you know, in this list of things included, you know, getting together with friends, uh, you know, relaxing, uh, just sitting outside, spending time with the boys, like, you know, everything was in there. And when you do that and you put it on a schedule, uh, when you put it on your calendar and your phone or whatever, you realize that like, you don't have as much time as you think. So we can't dally. We can't waste it. We can't engage in distractions. So if you miss that email, uh, why aren't you on my email list? And two, if you miss that email, I will post it into, um, into a blog here pretty soon. Now, speaking of blogs, we have a couple of posts in two different places. Uh, we have the Define My Day blog with, on definemyday.com, which talks about things specific to Define My Day. So if you're looking for like technical help with Define My Day, you go to definemyday.com and click on blog. And, you know, our most recent post from September 11th was how daily priorities connect to your purpose. On September 2nd, we had three reasons to develop the habit of journaling. Um, and uh, on definedlife.com, it's more of like the holistic uh, aspect of it. It's the larger scope beyond Define My Day. So uh, we have a discussion or a, a post about uh, what I learned from 9-11 um, and basically being that like, you know, we have to live our lives now because we could wake up tomorrow to something as tragic as that. And so that talks about that in reference to, uh, you know, like a Stoic saying, memento mori, like, uh, oh my God, I had a brain fart as to what that means. Um, it's Latin for remember, we all die, I believe. Remember that you die. Memento, uh, memento mori, remember that you die meaning that we're all heading that direction. We only have this time now. And so you make the most of it and live into your purpose, who you are. Um, and so I had that, that blog post there uh, that kind of discusses it. And I also posted um, my wife's experience from 9-11. She lived in New York City. Actually, she lived outside of New York City, but she worked in downtown right next to the towers and was there and actually carried a two-year-old child out of that area. Um, and they, a local news station a couple of years ago uh, interviewed her for that. So it was pretty cool, really cool, actually. Um, and we have another one about slowing down, mindfulness and perspective. Um, and then I had a little uh, a post about um, how time's flying uh, on my anniversary, which was September, September 3rd. So, um, you know, if you want to see more, uh, when we're not doing these videos, check out definemyday.com for the blog posts about specific things about Define My Day. And then definedlife.com is where you can find things about like a more, uh, things on a grander scale, bigger than Define My Day, you know. 
Um, all right, so what else do we got here? Who watched football yesterday? I mean, is that... I, I, my, even Lynn sat down with me a while and was talking about football. I mean, that was... Um, uh, it was nice. It was nice. Even with no crowd, I know they piped in a little bit of crowd noise and even piped in booze when things happened, which is kind of funny. Um, but it was nice to watch. Uh, we, you know, we did that like yesterday. We made a big thing of it. We made wings and the air fryer. Um, and my kid and I just sat on the couch for hours watching football. It was pretty nice. And then the Steelers play tonight. I'm looking forward to that, too. So we we're going to – I told them we we're going to do it up big. They're both wearing their jerseys and their, and their remote learning right now. Uh, they're pumped up to do it, and they want to they eat pizza and, and, and watch the game tonight. So we're excited for that. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was a post that I, um, I put on Facebook today. If you go to um, facebook.com slash life you'll see a post that uh, I really found interesting, and I think it's, I think it's very true, very true. Um, and it's the seven... Oh, where are you at? Where are you at? Seven modern life habits that can be incredibly bad for your brain health. Uh, I thought it was a very good article, uh, stuff we talk about all the time. And the seven things are, just to give you a quick overview, inactivity, multitasking, information overload, sitting for too long, uh, too much screen time, headphones, which I found a little quizzical, and poor sleep habits. And if you can identify with any or all of those things, uh, those are kind of, uh, you know, something we're going to need to address, right? I mean, we have to address it. Um, and a thought that came to my mind today uh, that it's like we complicate, we overcomplicate all the things we have going on. Uh, but the... <laughs> If it, this, this kind of popped in my head in thinking about a situation. If you want to stop it, you've got to stop it, right? So if you have a problem, if you have a situation you don't like, it's your responsibility to change it, right? That's the whole point of Define My Day. Taking meaningful, intentional, mindful steps towards creating the life that we want for ourselves. Not waiting for somebody else to do it, not waiting for some magical thing to happen. It's doing something about where we are in life right now to change where we are. And that's, that's key for, to, for us to have any kind of meaningful success, key for, for us to have that sense of accomplishment. Um, too many of us are waiting for something to happen, and it's never going to happen. We're never going to get that lucky. Life is always pushing us down, right? It's just nature. Life is hard. And if we don't rise to the occasion... Um, it's going to be incredibly hard to overcome it. And, um, and I think that we need to make sure we're taking those small steps every day. That's the point of Define My Day, to constantly check in and look and see what we're doing uh, and making sure it's on that path that we want to be on, right? Um, oh, repeat the seven, the, seven, uh, the seven bad habits. I can do that for you real quick. Hold on one second. I'm going to get back into the Facebook. I just closed it. It's, it's like right before you wrote that. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. All right. Seven, the seven habits. Inactivity, multitasking, right? Not focusing on what's important, but trying to do a bunch of things at once. It re like not only is it bad in the moment because you're never really doing one thing efficiently, you're just constantly task switching, but it actually trains your brain to not be able to deep dive. So that's why we talk about 
not multitasking. Focus on one thing, practice focusing on one thing, not listening to the TV in the background, not, not you know, having a conversation while you're working, not trying to do two things at once. Um, and believe me, I grew up in the era where they, everybody's telling you multitask, multitask. So um, I know that it's, it's not easy to, to break that, but we have to. Uh, information overload, just taking in too much information from social media, the news, um, the, the, everything's available, like just forcing it into you. Um, we, we have to try to set boundaries there. Uh, sitting for too long, uh, too much screen time. Again, I think that kind of goes with information overload. Uh, headphones, because it does ear damage. Uh, and then poor sleep, which is the foundation for approaching your day productively, having good sleep. So uh, that would be the, the seven. And you can find that list on facebook.com slash defined life. It's on my, it's the top post right now on my Facebook page. So how are you guys? Before I get into the books, uh, the things that I want to talk about right now, how are you guys? What's going on? Is everybody, are we keeping up with the routine? Are we staying healthy? Are we having any problems with define my day or life in general? Yeah, I know there's a lot of political things going on right now. How are we handling that? Um, you know, are we staying healthy? Are we getting, are we getting to be okay? Uh, or are we starting to feel like it's getting to be fall and cool and maybe, you know, we're kind of thinking that, um, you know, we might not like where things are going. How, how do you feel? How do you, like, how are you feeling? I know for me, I've made a very strong effort to focus on my health in the past few weeks. I've done, um, I, I've, I've been exercising for the past couple of months, just about every day, about five, six days a week at least. Um, and last week I took a break from weightlifting and did a lot more cardio, uh, just to kind of build up the cardio. And then I got back to weightlifting yesterday. I did leg day today, having a hard time walking now, <laughs> getting upstairs is, is going to be a little bit rough for a day or two. Um, but been just trying to focus more on my health. I've been reading like crazy. Um, and so that's what I want to get into right now. So every day, this is, this is one of my disciplines. Every day I read out of, um, Ryan Holiday's Daily Stoic, uh, which is just a great book to get like a little dose of inspiration every morning. There's a, there's a new page for every day. Uh, I finished this book, The One Thing, uh, and it is written by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. If there were to be a companion book for Define My Day, I think this would be it. I highlighted so much in this book. And, it, and it's not like some of it, you know, like some of it was like a good, succinct way of saying things that I've been saying to myself and to you guys for a long time. But this is like everything, like, along, like I'm like, yes, absolutely. That's what we talk about. That's what we talk about. Like, this is just like that, that book that just, it fits exactly with Define My Day. So if you have... I, if you don't completely understand Define My Day, um, I promise you we're going to work and help you figure that out. But uh, this book, if you want to do some independent work, this book is phenomenal to help you figure out like the one thing that you need to be doing today. And it's funny because he says the one thing, right? And it, the goal is to focus on like just one area of work really hard four hours a day, right? And just to, just to really move life forward and understand that we can let other things go. But you also have a one thing in relationship, a one thing in your health. Like, so there's, there's more than one thing, uh, but uh, the, the point of the book 
is to really evaluate what you want out of life, what your meaning in life is, and frame the daily work you do around that. And understand that you're going to have to let some other things go. You're going to have to say, look, I, got, I have messes in places. I have to be okay with letting those messes exist because I have some really important work to do that aligns with my purpose. So you have to allow it to happen. Even arguments, you know, like there's certain arguments that I've gotten into or some people doesn't like the way I'm doing something. But when I have a purpose to it, it, it takes on like if I'm just doing things willy nilly and somebody doesn't like my behaviors, then I, it, it's almost insulting. Right. Or I feel bad. But if there's a purpose behind a behavior and I feel like it was a behavior that was good for me and maybe good for others, then. I don't feel so bad about it anymore when somebody criticizes me. I'm like, oh, you know what? You don't have to like it, right? So, you know, it's, it's always want to be connecting actions to purpose. Always, always. Uh, Brenda says, working at home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, working in the office Tuesday and Thursday. I, we had a conversation over the, uh, the weekend with somebody uh, who who's, uh, works at a local company. Um, I mean, they did a survey 40% of their people want to work from home forever. 50% of the people want a hybrid schedule. And only 10% of 500 employees want to work from the office full time. That's an amazing number. I think if this ends up, if, if we get out of this okay, you know, we get a vaccine, we get good therapeutics, and by spring next year, we're in really good shape. I think that the face of working in the new world is going to be completely different than it was just one year earlier. Um, you know, I think, and I wonder, like, I think if you're in commercial real estate, man, that, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a bloodbath. Um, but if you are, you know, somebody, like, you can work from anywhere. You can, I can have a job in San Francisco right now living in Pittsburgh, you know? It's crazy to think about it. I mean, even like... My kids can, we can, we can decide to travel to Florida right now. Not that I would, but we could try, we could travel to Florida uh, and my kids can still be going to school every day and, and not miss a beat. You know, it's, 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 it's insane. Like where we are right now, you know, is that going to change the face of neighborhoods? You know, my grandmother and my dad uh, and you know, my, my dad's family lived on a street where they had cousins, like just a couple of houses away. Like the entire block was friends and family, right? And that doesn't happen anymore. Now, like you can, you can have somebody living across the street and never talk to them for years. I wonder if people are going to start clustering again and living with people they like and that they want to live near uh, because they have more freedom and they don't have to live close to work. You know, they don't have to worry about it, how long their commute is. I'm wondering if that's going to change the dynamic of how the household and how neighborhoods are made up. Uh, Janice found a new side job for the year, taking care of twin two-year-old girls. Love it. Mine are 10 and 14 and boys, so I had to remember and regroup. That's really cool. That's really cool. My wife would love girls. She's been she's been dropping like adoption hints, which I, 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 I can't take on anymore right now. I don't think I'm quite prepared for anything like that. Maybe in five years. I don't know. Uh, but when she sees a little girl, like my little niece is two years old. And she just wants a squeezer, right? She just, and the girls are, girls are, are completely different. I, 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 there was a girl, 
a little girl that was at our house a couple of months ago uh, with her parents, obviously. But, you know, like my boys just run through the house. I mean, my boys are mindful, but they, they still do boy stuff, right? This little girl was like, she might have been five or six or seven. I don't remember. But she was like helpful. She's asking me if she can help me with anything when she saw me like doing stuff in the backyard. Like it was, it was really different. So I kind of got that feeling like, wow, maybe I did miss something by not having a girl. Uh, Brenda said, today ends 14-day decluttering challenge, whoa, and starts a 30-day exercise challenge, whoa, I need to get moving. Quarantine and going back to work hasn't been nice to me, weight-wise. I agree. I put on the COVID-19. I'm telling you. I mean, like, look, there's, it's hard to maintain a diet going through all this. You're stressed. Willpower's depleted. And if there's anything in your house that can, you can suck down, <laughs> you're going to do it. On top of the fact that when I got injured, not only could I not do anything outside because I couldn't really move, uh, but when you're sitting around doing nothing, food starts looking really good. Uh, so I feel you there. That's why I'm so hardcore. And good for you for getting into that 30-day challenge. Um, I've done stuff like that in the past, and uh, it, it's, it's impactful. Good for you. Uh, Margaret, heat wave, fire, smoke have derailed my exercise. I feel the difference both physically and spiritually. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And what's going on in California right now and, and on the West Coast is ridiculous. Um, I feel for you. Stay safe. Um, I would recommend if you can do anything physically. Uh, spiritually, I, I recommend prayer or um, meditation, depending on uh, where you fall in that. Even like they say when you pray, people do get to a meditative state. Uh, if, you, if you're not into prayer, uh, meditation five, 10 minutes a day is amazing. And as far as exercise is concerned, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, Caroline Jordan is somebody that we're, um, you know, we really like on YouTube. She does a lot of fr uh, free exercises on YouTube uh, to, to get people moving a lot. Of, she does a lot of, uh, you know, if, if people have injuries um, or limited capacity, uh, she does a lot of exercises for people like that. Um, but you know, we use Beachbody, so I don't go to the gym anymore right now. Um, I'm in the basement every morning with the TV and my little mat with a couple of weights and I'm just doing Beachbody. And I know, you know, we used to do the, the aerobic stuff when Beachbody right now I'm doing the weightlifting, but the aerobic stuff is hard. It's amazing the kind of sweat you can work up in 20 minutes. Um, so don't let it, don't let it, don't let not being able to go outside hurt you too much. Uh, try to do what you can in the house, adapt and overcome, adapt and overcome. That was our, our uh, Air Force uh, saying when it, at work. All right, Debbie, trying to keep my normal schedule, but hard to do much outside due to how unhealthy the air is. Smoke and ash are unbelievable. Air quality has been between 175 and 220. I'm working, bud. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it is hard to be out. I get you. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, that's, that's the same impact it had on me when COVID started, right? We didn't leave the house. And that just, it's just, it changes your mindset. It changes everything. Um, so I, I feel you. And it's got to feel oppressive, like, like literally and figuratively oppressive to have to stay in and look outside and see all that. Almost apocalyptic, I would think. So I feel for you. Uh, Angel says, I'm trying to focus on health. Political BS can be a bit distracting. We are also preparing for not leaving home from November to February. I figure even if things calm down politically and expect that it won't be the case, I don't think it will be either. Uh, it will still be winter and the La Nina predictions are a lot of wet, cold and wet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get you. And I think I think win or lose, depending on what side you're on, I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of upheaval after November third. Um, I think the, the it's going to be calm up until November third. I think it's going to get worse after that. And Angel, I would say, the political BS. I look at it this way. It's practice for me. I'm trying to have conversations with people I disagree with um, without throwing out insults and without, you know, I'm trying to keep it like on topic. And so like the political stuff, like I don't, I don't think, I think it's an incredibly important time right now. We can't avoid the conversations. Um, you know, there's a lot of people I know that just like don't want to hear about it. They just want to block it out. I don't think that's, I don't think we can do that. I, don't, I think it's our responsibility to educate ourselves and to have conversations, hard conversations. And we can go back to Brene Brown. You know, like, you have to rumble with vulnerability. Like, you have to be willing to put your opinions out there. You have to be willing to discuss your opinions. Um, and I've got to tell you, even, like, in the, in the race discussion, um, you know, there's, there's, like, uh, there's a lot of hard conversations that need to be had, and we can't. When somebody states an opinion, we can't immediately categorize them as, racist or, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to, you know, I'm thinking about all the different topics where people immediately say like, well, if you say one thing, then automatically you're this, right? If you say this, then automatically you're racist and blah, 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 blah. Like nobody can like explain why, right? Like we, we can, we can take the time to say, look, I disagree with you and this is why. Um, maybe if you looked at it from this perspective, right? Nobody has that conversation. People immediately go to, you're wrong and you're an idiot. And, and we can't do that. We need to be able to have open conversations. Even if you know you're 100% right, maybe 99.9% sure you're right, you still have to entertain the conversation. A little bit harder to do on social media and sometimes it's really off the wall wacky stuff. And sometimes you just have to say, yeah, that's crazy. But um, for the most part, uh, we can, we can try to have the conversation. If we do that, we can begin to heal as a country, I think. Uh, we can't, like, this, this divisiveness is going to tear us apart. Um, and a lot of people are ignoring it. They're hoping it'll just go away. And I don't think it will. Uh, the longer we let this go on, the longer we ignore it, uh, the more damage that's going to be done. It's, it's eroding us as a society. Um... Uh, Margaret says, thanks. I pray, but need more regular meditation. I use the call map. Good. Good for you. Yeah. You know what? Meditation. I, I was in it really well for a while. And, um, I, I, I kind of backed off a bit through the COVID crisis because I lost my schedule and it just didn't fit. You know, I, I didn't make it fit in my morning routine and, uh, it kind of hurt. It kind of hurt. So I need to, I need to get back every time I do it. I feel so much better. So I've been doing better with it maybe five days a week right now, four or five days a week, but I need to do it seven days. Uh, so one of my goals for this week, one of my milestones for this week is to be 100% on all of my disciplines every day this week. That's That it, for me is a priority, a milestone, and it's going to be a priority for me because I need to be doing the things that are healthy for me. That includes taking my supplements, that includes meditation, that includes eating well, that includes exercising. Like I need to be doing this stuff every day. And if I don't, I'm not going to be 100% of who I can be. 
So this week, my milestone, one of my milestones, is to be 100% with my disciplines every day. It's hard to do. Harder than you think, especially if you added some tough milestones in there for yourself or some tough disciplines. Uh, Angel says, I agree with you uh, that the conversations need to be had. I just meant that I can easily slide down the rabbit hole and not get back to taking care of myself. Yes, right? Absolutely. And I think that's why people avoid it, because they get so into it and upset, because it, it's meaningful. Like, especially if you're invested in a aspect of this whole thing, right? Like if you care about it, you can definitely go down a rabbit hole. So I've tried to give myself some barriers, right? Like, so... I don't comment on like magazine or news articles, right? Because I don't want to get involved with people that I don't know. It, I don't need to be bickering with people out there. Um, I'll post what I think is important. I'll talk about talk to people about objections. Uh, but when somebody comes at me with some wacky stuff, like somebody did yesterday with some really wacky stuff, um, I say, look, when you're ready to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. But right now, you know, I'm not I'm not going down that road with you. It's just not you know boundaries, right? I'm just I'm not even gonna and entertain that conversation. Um, but, um, you know, the other thing is just segmenting like time, like set a timer, you know, like I even like TikTok. TikTok is like no appeal other than just kind of lightening the mood for me, but I got to set a timer like 20 minutes of TikTok and then I got to get off. Cause I don't, otherwise I'll be up at midnight still watching TikTok. Um, you know, in, in, in all of that stuff, like I can watch the news all day, but when you realize they're starting to say the same thing over and over again, just with a little bit of nuance, um, get the headlines, get in, get out, right? It's like that. So I'm, I'm working on that, those boundaries. I think in June, I didn't have those boundaries, the boundaries with the news, right? May, June, I was probably into it like hours a day. Now, um, I check my news feed, um, you know, like the news app on Apple in the morning. I look at the headlines, um, for lunch. I may, if I don't, I'm not taking a class at the time for lunch, I'll watch the news for 15 minutes just to catch up a little bit. And if there's something big happening, I'll watch. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I try to stick away or stay away too much, uh, from like absorbing too much that information overload we talked about earlier. All right. So two more things. Um, one more, I want to talk about, uh, this book, the, uh, one thing every day that centers you, uh, and let's randomly flip to a page to attain knowledge, add things every day to attain wisdom, subtract things every day. Man, I love when this all works out, right? So there's your, there it is. To attain knowledge, add things every day. To attain wisdom, subtract things every day. So that goes back to this, right? If you want to be wise, start cutting out... I just hit the mic, sorry. If you want to be wise, stop. start cutting out the things that you can stop. We worry about so much. If we pare it down and go deep in the things that matter, we grow as people. We become wise. We don't just know a bunch of stuff. So very, very good uh, prompt right there. I love that one. And then the two, the two prompts for you here are what I added today, and then the next day down here, what I subtracted. So we often add very much without subtracting anything, but the problem is we're unknowingly subtracting just bits and pieces of things and so we're not doing anything like really deep and we don't want to do that. We want to make sure we're focusing on really important stuff. Um, all right. Last thing. I just started this book. It's been sitting on my bookshelf for a while. Um, it's funny because I went to Target and I was searching their, their book section 
their like self-help book section, right? And so uh, I found, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, everything is effed, right? And in Target, they completely block out the word, right? They don't just put like one little emoji or whatever on the one letter. Just a, in Target, they block it out completely so you can't see the word. So I bought two, two books at Target, both with the F word in the cover, which I'm finding a little amusing right now. I guess that day I was just attracted to that. I don't, I don't know why. But so I, uh, I read that book last spring, I guess, early in the year, maybe in the fall. And then I had this one sitting on my bookshelf and it's a small one. I have a book coming in tomorrow that I really want to get into. So I'm going to try to burn through this today, this afternoon, and uh, read this one real quick. But I wanted to uh, talk to you about just, the, I just read nine pages, 10 pages today so far. And I want to relay to you this, this opening, one of the opening statements in this book. It's the difference between success and failure. If human emotions largely result from thinking, then one may appreciably control one's feelings by controlling one's thoughts or by changing the internalized sentences or self-talk with which one largely created the feeling in the first place. And that quotes from Albert Ellis, uh, one of the forefathers of modern psychology. So basically what they're saying is you are creating your own reality with your self-talk. If your self-talk is overarchingly negative, which is very common, then you are more likely to be negative, scared, depressed, anxious, right? And so that was one thing that I focused on a lot through my probably late 20s into my 30s uh, was trying to change my thought patterns. So, and it took a while to learn it, but it's all what's baked into to find my day right now is that you know, I would react to everything. I would find random things important throughout the day. Um, you know, the, the, I wouldn't go deep in anything. I would just kind of like, I was just bouncing from thing to thing, always just a little bit depressed and upset, sometimes a lot. Um, and I was never really making progress in life. And one of the things, the earliest thing I realized was that I had patterns of thought that hurt me and hurt my reactions and hurt my emotions and I was acting out of hurt feelings, right? And so I tried to short circuit those thoughts. So when I noticed a thought, I would try to shift my attention someplace else. And it's not, it's not uh, that I'm just trying to like be toxically positive, right? I'm just going, not going, oh, everything's going to be fine. It's more of realizing that like, I didn't want to get into rumination. I didn't want to get into like this rabbit hole of negative thoughts where you're just mulling this thing over and over. And it's hard when you're stressed. And I'm still susceptible to it once in a while. But I've learned to try to short circuit it. And I'm telling you, it's what's helped me with any depression or anything that I've ever had to deal with. Um, it's, it's that like, look, I have to let go of this right now. And sometimes reacting to something, uh, you know, we need to change our reactions. We need to change our patterns of how we react to stimulus. Um, and I can see it in little kids. And I can identify, there's this one little kid that I know that I can identify with him because I think it's how I was when I was a kid. You know, like m some boys 
they were playing together and some boys said something to him and he immediately lost it. He like got angry, upset, and he just threw his stuff down and walked away. And, and that doesn't help, right? Like that's a pattern of behavior that's going to hurt him moving forward. So, you know, at, in that situation, like that can turn into, you know, an adult doing the same thing, which is where I was, right? Rather than, you know, you know, kind of blowing it off or just saying, Hey, what do you mean? Or whatever, you know, I'd react and take my ball and go home. Right. And, and we don't want to do that, but those things are learned. Those, those patterns are, are ingrained in our brains from the time we're, we're children. And we have to start unpacking that and change our, our response to certain stimulus. And it takes a long time, but the, the, the best way, I mean, one, you know, therapy helps, right. But uh, the, taking it like to a daily practice is where define my day can help. Because if we continuously look to our purpose, and if you don't know what your purpose is, you can evaluate it and you can get there, right? You want to keep trying to figure it out, trying to make it less cloudy. I always thought like I had this general direction I felt like I wanted to go. And the more steps I took toward it, the fog lifted a little bit more, right? And it becomes more and more clear. So Bringing that to today, you know, what's important to me today? What am I going to let go of today? What, what action am I going to take to move toward what I want in life? And if we continuously bring our actions back, like bring, like continuously look at this long-term thing we have, we want, like for us holistically in our life and bringing it back to what we want to do today, right? Make sure we're on that path and keep redirecting ourselves onto that path. And we do the healthy things to build up a healthy routine, to build up a healthy foundation for ourselves. You know, and it, I, in the end, I think it's this concept that we're just waiting, like we talked about at the beginning of this session, right? We're waiting for something to change. And that can't happen. We have to look for what's healthy. We know, like we, we know what's healthy for us. We know what's good for us. So why aren't we doing it? And that's a question we need to ask ourselves. Why didn't I do what I know I need to do today? Like, why do I keep getting into this cycle of events? Why can't I break free of this? Why can't I make progress here? Keep asking those questions and the answers eventually come to you and you can figure out a way through it. So don't give up. This is a long process. Life is a long process. And, and you know what, no matter what you learn today and no, how much, no matter how much you're going to learn in 10 years, you're still going to look back and go, man, I'm still learning. This is still a struggle. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. It's like you're, it's going to continuously be there. And the, the, the more you learn, the more questions you're going to have. But that's part of the experience of it. Like, I don't want to die naive and, and, and unaware of what's going on around me. I want to be aware and, and regret less. Like, I don't want to have any regrets as to how I approached life. And so um, the only way to do that is to continuously look at where we're going and where our actions are taking us. Debbie says, I'm actively trying to listen to hear rather than answer a person so I can filter out the negativity and insert as much of my own positivity in conversations. And that is yes, right? And so I, for a long time, listened to conversations waiting for my time to talk. And a lot of times I would jump into a conversation so I wouldn't forget what I wanted to say. 
But in reality, like, what we have to say isn't that important or life-changing, right? But the more, so the more we listen and really start asking questions like, why is this person saying this? Why does this person feel this way? You know, we can get more into the conversation and have a deeper, meaningful conversation. Uh, but also, and Debbie, what you, what you made me think about here was, you know, especially now with the, uh, the political aspect of it, you know, a lot of times people try to throw out things that are completely unrelated to what we're talking about to try to distract us from the conversation, right? And so, you know, like, and, and you know, you ever get into an argument where, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, cleaning up a dish off the, you know, like you say, hey, you know, do you mind, uh, you know, cleaning up your dish off the table, right? Something, I'm trying to pick something stupid. Um, and the person goes, well, what about the last time you blah, 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 blah. And then you start bickering about like that, right? When instead, if you say, hey, can you clean your plate off the table? And they go, um, you know, what about the last time you blah, blah, didn't pick up your socks or whatever, right? And you go, look, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, the, can you pick up your plate right now, right? We can talk about socks later. But right now, like, so it's that practice of like bring, like keeping the conversation to that one thing and not letting it get into this whole big, whoa, big thing, right? And that happens all the time, especially now with the political stuff. Like we can be talking about one topic and they go, well, what about, you know, four years ago, right? Or what about, blah, blah, blah. like, no, like now let's talk about this thing. Let's not, we don't need to open it up to everything. So it's that, what you're talking about, I think, Debbie, is that, you know, you're, you're trying to actively listen, you're trying to actively understand, which is incredibly important. And then you're trying to filter out all of the noise and be a positive influence in the conversation. And that's a struggle that I've had also, and I've trying to wade through it myself. Um, it, it's, 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 a, it's not easy. It's not easy. So good for you for trying it, to, to, for working forward with it. All right, I, uh, we're at 1040, a little bit over 1040. Um, I think we're good here uh, with everything that I wanted to talk about. If nobody else has any other questions, um, I'm going to head out and uh, get on with my day. we got a busy day going here, and I know my, my boy walked in here, so I guess he's got something going on. So uh, I'm going to get out and, and get on with, with what's going on. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep it up. Uh, keep up the hard work. Uh, I know now is still not very easy, but, um, you know, we have to deal with it. It's our responsibility to handle it the best way we can. So keep taking your steps forward. Keep moving forward. Small steps every day. And I will see you very soon. Take care. Bye.